Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Lee Roberts is going to be joining us uh, later in the show to analyze last night's uh, game down in uh, South Alabama. And uh, we'll have plenty to say about that. Uh, opening segment of the show sponsored by our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue. Great place to uh, take your family tonight. Great place to have a good meal with my wife out of town. I'm pretty frequent guy here lately at uh, Dickie's Barbecue. And we're, of course, broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And uh, we thank them for all that they do. Okay, Lee Roberts coming up here shortly. Obviously, uh, football on everybody's mind. I- I'm going to read the statistics and uh, let guys have it here. 55-3 to is the final score. The statistics are, are really, they jump off the page. South Alabama, seven rushing touchdowns, 34 first downs, 647 yards of total offense, 360 passing, 287 rushing. Southern Miss, uh, 12 first downs, 149 yards of total offense, 46 yards passing, 103 yards rushing. It was 28 to nothing at halftime. South Alabama outscores the Golden Eagles 24 to 3 in the second half. I think it's safe to say, as uh, just my opinion, somebody that's uh, been following this since the days of Bobby Collins, this is one of the worst performances I've uh, I've ever seen. Luke Johnson, I was uh, I was embarrassed, um, and I don't use that word much. I was embarrassed. It was a miserable performance. It was putrid. It was horrible. It was bad. Um, when I have former teammates who do not live in South Mississippi anymore texting me and asking me what is going on, when I have fans doing that as well, uh, it was totally un- uninspiring. We'll talk a little more with Lee next segment. Uh, really, apart from from Swayze Bozeman and possibly a few other guys, um, the team didn't. They, they never took the field last night. Uh, and it's just completely unacceptable. And in a game like that where you have had 10 days to prepare, where your offense, um, where, where you saw you couldn't score when you needed to in Old Dominion, when you know that this game means more, it, it means that the actual game means more because this is a, a, a team that, you are going up to recruiting wars with. Uh, this is you have something to prove. They beat you in your you know thirty-one to seven. You you got closer last year, twenty-seven to twenty. But then just to get run out of town, and 
know that you never had a chance in the football game. And and yeah, you made uh, you could have made a few plays early on, but you did absolutely nothing on the defensive side of the ball to stop them. And at one point in the game, South Alabama almost had as many penalty yards as you did total yards. I was, as a Southern Miss Golden Eagle, 40 years running, a former letterman, team captain, I was thoroughly embarrassed. Kelly Center, I think, and I talked to you about this this morning, I I think one thing that maybe has gotten a little lost uh, in all of this is uh, the huge loss, apparently, it was when the defensive coordinator left for the SEC. Uh, you can say what you want to about the offense. Very unproductive, but honestly, last night, the if the, if there had been a shred of offensive possibility, it, it would have just dissipated because South Alabama was not just run, they were running untouched up and down the football field. I don't know what more you, you could say, Bob, other than that. But at the beginning of the year, our coaches were telling us that these are the best players that they've had since they have been here as a coaching staff that we are deep at these positions, that we have players that can now, and I'm paraphrasing here, these are players that can run the offense we want to run. Well, this offense hasn't scored an offensive touchdown in seven quarters, nine quarters, something like that, eight quarters. I cannot imagine that Coach Hall envisioned that type of offense when he said this is the type of offense that we want to run. Special teams not lining up correctly, false starts. Again, my heart breaks, it hurts, but somebody has got to be held accountable for and it's the guys are gonna do what they're told to do, right? I mean they're they're gonna so so are, are God bless them, are our players not as good as maybe we thought they were? And if they are as good as the coaches have told us they are, why is that not resulting in production on the field? That has to go back to coaching. And the bottom line is, the head man is the head man for a reason. If things go wrong at Super Talk Mississippi, <laughs> if, if me or Luke screw up, mm. you're the one that's going to hear about it because you're our boss. It's happened a lot with you, Kelly, but go ahead. But, but, you, but you understand. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, and, and, to it's his credit, and to his credit, he, is, he, will, he will be on the show tomorrow for two seconds. That's right. And he shows up. You know, on the show, just like everybody else. But at the same time, um, there's too much on the line season wise for that to happen last night. Still, we said yesterday there's no moral victories when you're one in five, right? So if you go out and you put up a fight, guess what? You can have a respectable bus ride back to Hattiesburg. Everybody's still mad that you're, you, you lost. There, there's no place to lose. We get all that. But to not even show up, um, and, and I, and, and let me, let me nuance that. One, one time we got beat in a game we should not have been beat. I've, I've never, I was never in a game like that last night. I was in a few games where we were whipped from the second quarter on. But I was never in a game like, but I remember one time we lost a game we shouldn't have. And I was walking back, um, in front of uh, Bennett Auditorium and I heard some guys just chewing on, you know, just chewing on us, chewing on my teammates, chewing on Coach Bauer. And I just turned around and I said, Hey man, I just want to let you know I just played my heart out for you. And they recognized who I was and I got an apology. I just I want I want to nuance in the fact that my critique, and I think you guys would would say I have a unique perspective on this show just because I went in that locker room. So while I do not, while I'm not here to criticize 18 to 23 year olds who who practice and watch tape a long time every week, I will say this: 
as a former Southern Miss Golden Eagle who was an all-conference and an all-American selection because of my teammates around me who was voted a team captain, that is completely unacceptable. That is not worthy of being called the black and gold. That is not Southern Miss football. And nobody, whether there's a decision made with leadership or whatever, everybody needs to know that that is not acceptable in any way. It's not acceptable in a football game. It's not acceptable for a season. And it's not acceptable when you're trying to turn something around. And so people that are jumping off the ship today, what's frustrating for me is to see longtime Southern Miss fans to say, it hurts, but I'm numb to it. Because that's what I'm hearing today. Last thing I'll say, I'll be quiet. I've taken a lot of time in this first segment. I, I do understand that when we critique people on this show and when we, when we wonder if decisions will be made, we are dealing with real people, with real families, with real livelihoods. And I do not want that to get lost in what I just said as well. People work for our university. People, players go out and, and play for our university. We, we, take, we, we take care of our own, and we call each other family. And so I, I don't want that to get lost. But like Kelly said, sooner or later, you've got to ask tough questions. I'll be quiet. Well, uh, you know, Kelly, you and I uh, go back to the Bobby Collins days, the early days. And when you think back on the great teams that Lee Roberts played for and it, that uh, there were so many there there were so many it's it's really it hurts your heart to say that last time it does uh especially when luke was talking the 18 to 23 year olds and and i want to use jay ladner as an, as an example jay ladner is a guy and and w- when all this fertilizer was hitting the ventilator with him a couple of years ago he said that he had to sit down and Talk to himself he and just say, told me and you that, like, what, what change, something has got to give here. This, what I'm doing now isn't working. Something's got to give. And, and for whatever reason, you know, and I've never pressed him on the issue, but Clarence Weatherspoon was let go, you know, as an assistant. That's, that's Clarence Weatherspoon that's pretty big. is an icon, right, Correct. at Southern Miss. But he was gone. Juan Cardona came in. You know, some big changes took place. The international players started to to be recruited. It's not working. And the definition of insanity, you keep on doing what you always did. You're going to keep on getting what you always got. Yep. And that's what's happening. All right. Lee Roberts, of course, was a great quarterback at Southern Miss, played on great teams at Southern Miss as the color analyst for the network. He's going to join us. He was there, obviously, last night. So we'll have that uh, interview here in uh, just a moment. And what's scary, Bob, is the toughest part of the schedule is still ahead of this team. Well, you got Appalachian State, you've got uh, Mississippi State, you've got Troy, Louisiana. Louisiana Monroe is much better than we thought they were going to be. The Cajuns, the Cajuns are never anything but just snarly, nasty. Uh, so yeah, there's there are a lot of challenges, and that's when they're sober. When the Cajuns are sober, <laughs> you know, they're going right. to be at home. All right, Lee Roberts is next, but we want to thank Town & Country Cleaners in Hattiesburg for their uh, program sponsorship. They're family-owned and operated since 1983, and they offer services like uh, steaming, bedding, curtains, rugs, and, of course, dry cleaning. I say it every day. You can look as GQ as Kelly. Uh, if you go to Town & Country Cleaners, Lee got a little chuckle out of that one. Visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street. you got to laugh, guys. Come on. Hey, no need for Southern Miss fans. They're oh, already steamed today. you got to laugh. It's sunny outside. The skies are blue and life's good, Kelly Center. <laughs> oh, amen. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of the show. Great place to buy all your Southern Miss swag, whatever sport you may like. Christmas is just around the corner, and it is a great place to do Christmas shopping. If you've got Southern Miss folks in your family, like I do, I have Golden Eagles all over. My daughter is actually in Europe, Kelly, and called me from Germany this morning to fuss at me about the football game. So there you go. The Getty family is black and gold. So they must have been watching that about four in the morning. (laughs) The Getty family, black and gold. Lee Roberts is uh, no stranger to our show. I'm happy to say he's a good friend of all of us on the Eagle Hour, and we're happy to have him here with us today. And uh, Lee, obviously, you were at the game last night. Uh, You played at the highest level of Division I uh, college football. Great, great teams. What we saw last night was not Southern Miss, was it? No, it definitely was not. I mean, obviously – you know, we, we've talked about this. I mean, this is year three in Coach Hall, and he even kind of alluded to it in the postgame call last night that, you know, we just – you know, we're still building. I mean, right? I mean, however, in the in the world of, you know, portal players now, I mean, it's it's time that you've got to start to win now. Um, obviously, last night was not what we wanted to see with Southern Miss football. When we started this year, I really felt like talent, talent-wise we were – a step above where we were last year we had a, a good year where we finished strong last year a big bowl game uh, after the Alcorn game I was starting to feel really good about things for Southern Miss football and then you have a tough game at at Tallahassee and Florida State just puts a, a whooping on you and then you come home and hopefully hopefully show up against Tulane and that just doesn't happen and it just seems like start things start to kind of snowball and mm-hmm. um, yeah last night was was definitely a, a poor performance all the way around I mean we haven't had a game where we've put together uh, all three phases yet, and last night we didn't put together one no. phase. And you interviewed Coach Hall after the game, right? Well, he's going to be on the show tomorrow, and we want to give him his credit. He comes yeah. on the show every. But what was his demeanor like last night when you talked to him? You know, he always does carry himself really well. I mean, he's always positive. He's always going to try to say the the right things. I mean, you can tell he he's frustrated. And I'll even go back to last week. I actually, you know, got to see him right after the game last week, and was very down as he should have been and just like last night I mean because they obviously go in you know really with a plan and to think that they can actually uh, compete against South Alabama and we really should have I mean if you put apples to apples up I mean we should be a comparable team but uh, they are they're, they're steps ahead of us are they 55 to 3 better than us I really don't think so but last night they were and obviously uh, whatever happened on the field I mean everything went in let, let me of, just be negative Nancy they were not a 55 3 I'm talking last night I'm to your point Lee not not across the season they were a 77 to 3 better team than us last night they could have done anything they wanted to anytime they wanted to do it well, and 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 I, I think Kane was making a statement because and it goes back and I'll be quiet. You can comment on it. That is a game where for the next four or five years, South Alabama can say in a recruiting war, why would you go to Hattiesburg? Look at what happened on national television on Tuesday. And that's really what hurt me so bad last night is we can't ever, there's nothing that we can say back to that argument for the next five years to change somebody's mind. No, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like the Southern Miss-South Alabama game will be a rivalry game from this point forward. Is it truly? Probably not because you've only played five times. But, yeah, over the last three years, especially in the Sun Belt, Coach Womack has, has come away as the victor there. And, yeah, so in recruiting wars, they're going to win that one each and every time, especially if you look at guys around this area. And, obviously, they've got guys on their team that are from Mississippi as well. Kid from Columbia last year. Yeah, running back from Columbia, running back from Jones College. Um, yes, I mean, they're, they're doing a good job recruiting as well. I mean, we are, too, 
But back to back to the point on the game last night. Uh, it, it was a deal where I felt like South Alabama could do anything they wanted, and Southern Miss just couldn't get anything going. The one thing I felt like they did well, the fourth down fake punt. You know, they get called for an illegal formation, and it just kind of you're down fourteen to nothing at that point. But uh, if you do get that conversion, do you go down and score? You cut the lead in half maybe things start to swing your way. It's just kind of been the way this season's been all year long. When one thing doesn't go our way, it just seems like things start to steamroll. But but even so, Lee, and I want to talk, you know, you obviously were a quarterback of one of the, arguably one of the best team at Southern Miss. The offense. I mean, you scored 10 points against Old Dominion, which is not exactly a juggernaut. You scored three points last night, even if this defense plays as well as it can. You just the fact of the matter is you're you're not going to beat a whole lot of teams averaging eight points a game. Receivers aren't getting separation. Uh, com- blocking has not been consistent enough. You said earlier the phrase compete. You know you you want to see your guys compete whether the, whether it's the Washington Commanders or New Orleans Saints or Cincinnati Bengals well, or you Eagles. Throw that out here. No, I'm just what? saying you want you want your team to compete, but it just seems like where other teams appear to get better. This Eagle team is not only not getting better, it it just it looks like they're getting worse. Yeah, you know, and Southern Miss has this thing, obviously, compete Tuesdays, you know, at practice. And I truly was thinking, okay, things haven't gone our way on Saturdays. Maybe Tuesdays will be our, our chance. And so we had that opportunity last night and, you know, again, didn't, didn't go our way. And, yeah, so we're just – things just we're – not, we're not competing at all levels. Um, you know, Luke mentioned that Swayze Bozeman played – his heart out. He did. A career yeah. a career night on the defensive side. You know, I, I don't feel like Frank Gore has had his best game. I don't feel like quarterback play has played great. Offensive line, we've seen some shuffling around. Some guys have, have played well, but not as a group. They haven't. Uh, and defensively, you, you just you feel like when we're doing things well, when we're attacking the quarterback on the edge, somebody in the middle kind of forgets their play and he slips out the middle for a big gain. And again, just kind of a, uh, a backbreaker as well. A lot of a lot of overthrown balls last night in the second half, and and I realized that kid hadn't played a lot. But when a quarterback is consistently overthrowing receivers the way he was last night, what's that say to you? You know, I mean, it's just early on, I felt like it might have been just some anxiousness. You know, you just have a little extra adrenaline playing. Um, obviously, you know, Holman Edwards hasn't played a ton of football. He played a little bit against Alcorn. I, I think he was three for three that that game. Uh, did some mop up work against Florida State. Uh, a one-pass attempt uh, against Texas State, I believe, at home when uh, Billy's helmet got, got knocked off. And, you know, so we made the change. I think Billy Wiles was 2 of 5 when Holman made the change. Coach Hall made the change to bring Holman Edwards in last night. And, you know, again, just to, just to try to make a spark, just to see what would happen. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about, hey, Holman Edwards is standing in the shadow of Billy Wiles. Give him a shot. Well, he had his shot last night and, you know, was not able to capitalize. Is it because of pressure? Is it because of anxiousness? There's a lot of things that do do go in. I mean, I think it's – now, if he if he's the name to starter and he has a full 10 or 11 days to prepare for this next week, you know, he might can be a different guy. But, honestly, your backup quarterback is supposed to prepare like a supposed starter. Supposed to be ready, right? Yeah, so he's supposed to be ready because you're just – you're one play away. Yeah. Um, but men, the mentality, however – may not have been there for him. So I'd like to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt to see this next week what it would be. But obviously if you're overshooting your receiver, um, there, I mean, there's obviously a lot of things. I mean, the main thing is you're just not driving the football yeah. down. You know? and, and what did you see defensively? Because what shocked me, and I, I confess I was tied up doing something for Super Talk in the first half last night, but 
I, I saw Alabama, South Alabama kids running untouched down the field. What did, what did you see defensively that, that caused such a debacle? Well, one thing for sure, I mean, we've been plagued big time by the injury bug, especially in the secondary. And, you know, we're, we're really depleted. Even in the game, had some injuries there as well. So I think five different secondary guys are out for the year. Jay Stanley's hurt, has a broken hand, hurt during the week, doesn't get to dress last night. Jay Jones goes out with a concussion. So now you're up to, I think, seven different guys in the secondary. Um, so they've had some shuffling around. Guys did different assignments. You have to move two wide receivers over to play in the secondary as well. And those guys honestly had never played cornerback in their life. So I think they're trying to trying to learn on the fly and uh, just just do the best they can. But, but you're right, they're – we're not getting the separation, Kelly, on offense, and teams against us are. They're able to sit in the zone and make the first guy miss. So I think tackling has been an issue all year long as well. Yeah, tackling last night, there were a lot of arm tackles. You know, um, people, you know, watching the guy, I watched, was watching the game with seven or eight people, and, and people who don't know a lot about football. And, and I'm one of them, but I mean, these people know less than I do. They're going, tackle him, you know, three or four guys. Met at the line of scrimmage, but, you know, able to escape. And, boy, your heart just breaks for these yeah. guys. How tough will practice be tomorrow? You know, I think they're probably going to get after it a little bit. You know, I think they have to. I mean, obviously you have a couple extra days to prepare, and um, you, you go hard for a couple of days. And I think they may get a couple of days off as well and then get back on game routine. So I, I think it may be a tough one. All right, Luke, we've got about 50 seconds left. You got something else for Lee? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll leave you and me, former players, um, I just said it in the first segment, and I think you probably heard it. It's just I, I don't I don't say this for listeners. I don't say this uh, for fans or donors. I just say this, and you know you don't have to add anything to it or whatever. But as, as somebody who put it on, now I know I was a punter, so I was half a football player, but I was a team captain, so I was responsible for the other full football players. It's it's just absolutely embarrassing and unacceptable. That is not. Southern Miss football was not Southern Miss football. And I guess for me, more than, you know, an Eagle Club member, an M Club member, somebody that financially gives to the university, it, it just really hurts um, because that's not the standard that I was introduced to, and that was not the standard with which I tried to to uphold. But anyway, appreciate your time today, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just a quick comment on that. I mean, obviously, whatever position you play, you're part of that team. You've got to roll them, whether it's uh, you know on the sideline picking your team up or or what have you. And you know, we just we're not seeing that as well. Even punters. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be right. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the program. It's a great place to have lunch, as you know. Great place to enjoy your camaraderie with your friends and uh, always got a big game on the TV, so be sure you tell Slate and those guys we said hello. Also, want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour 
Lee Roberts is in the studio with us. Happy to say that today. You Would you be surprised if I told you that Kelly is the only person in America that Alexa will not respond to? I, I have trouble as well. I, you know, I have to change it up sometimes to get her to answer me. So hmm. who, who knows? There you Maybe go, Maybe you Bob. should try that. There you go. Maybe you should try that. So, well, she does talk to me. It's just the things she says to me. Or not pleasant. <laughs> right. Right. So Lee Roberts also uh, does uh, the ESPN Plus basketball broadcast for when the, the team is playing at home. And we've got some great interviews. We've got Austin Crowley on the show tomorrow. Kelly was down there yesterday, and, you know, we follow the basketball program very closely. Uh, really exciting times for basketball, Lee. You know, it really is. I mean, you know, the, just the turnaround last year that Coach Ladner had, and Kelly kind of alluded to it, you know, making decisions, the tough decisions, brought in Juan Cardona. You know, he brought in some guys from – you know, other areas as well, and just kind of restructured what that team was going to look like and just kind of the mindset as well. So, you know, that that last year was just an unbelievable year. The one game that really stands out, obviously, is the Louisiana game, yeah, the sellout, the whiteout. Uh, just so much fun, and I think that's going to just bleed over into this year as well. So, Kelly make to- a great point that when you go to Clarence Weatherspoon and tell him we're going to have to make a change, you're reaching down deep to do what you need to do to help the program. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, as as coaches, you know, there's there's tough things you have to, you know, you have to you have to eat eat the losses and the wins, and you have to take the heat. You have to make the tough decisions, and you know, I know that that's part of it. They don't uh, they don't enjoy it, but they do. They have to do what's best for the program, indeed. And and I want to I want to salute the Southern Miss basketball fans today because I was at, as Bob just mentioned, I was at Media Day yesterday and have access to the players and coaches, and that's where you really get to learn the players, you know, their idiosyncrasies, the things that they like, and you learn these great backstories, right? And Richie Riley, the, the basketball coach at at uh, South <laughs> South Alabama, I was talking to him and Will we, Air- we can call them South Alabama the rest of our program because they earned that title last night. No okay. more South Alabama. Okay. Boy, Luke is Luke is, is okay. He's wound up today. Be okay, Luke. <laughs> he is lathered up. <laughs> but anyway, um, as I was beginning my interview with him, I said, I said, you know, Coach, we're, we're really not big fans of the Jags at Reed Green Coliseum. And he said, tell your fans, I am acutely aware that you are not big fans <laughs> of me or my team. <laughs> And he says, the people over to my right, which is that dunk corner right. yeah, over yeah. there, he says they were on me from the minute the game started to the minute the game but ended. But you know they like that stuff, Kelly. He, he said, of all the Sunbelt Conference venues, Reed Green Coliseum, when it's rocking, is the biggest home court advantage that anybody in the league has. That's from Coach Riley at South Al. Oh, I would totally agree. I mean, that place seats what around eight thousand folks, and wow. when you when you have it packed out, I mean, it is loud. It is wow. a very loud venue, and the kids go crazy. It it does. It gives you a huge advantage. <laughs> and and I'll leave it at this. He said they were calling me names, and he said they don't even know me. <laughs> the love of sports right especially college sports yes where was it i can't remember uh i think it was at texas state a couple years ago scott told us they were buried there on him and he said they were calling him bald and fat and he goes i'm not fat am i <laughs> bald is pretty obvious right? <laughs> that's just part of the fun and you know lee nothing can be really as exciting or any more exciting than NCAA basketball, when the place is loud, the teams are roaring up and down the court. It's fun, isn't it? No, it really is. I mean, obviously, I, I love all the three big major sports. You know, there's so much great things about each one. But, man, inside a, an enclosed event where it's loud, you're right there on top of the, the court, so much going on. 
even during timeouts. I mean, it's just it's, yeah. it's electric. A lot of entertainment. NCAA basketball is, is top notch. Here's what's going to be different though this year, and this was a common thread yesterday. They said what what you all the other coaches and players were saying this about Southern Miss. What they need to know, and what Southern Miss fans need to know is you're no longer the hunters. The Eagles are the hunted. No more surprises. Correct. We will be ready. If, if we weren't ready to play last year thinking we were going to maybe cakewalk because you were projected to finish last in the league, no more surprises. We know what, we know what you are. Right, right. Yeah, well, last, you know, last year they wore those T-shirts in warm-ups that had number 14 on it, and that's because that was what they were picked preseason. You is know, that so, right? Yeah, so now they're picked. I don't know exactly what they're picked. Picked fourth, have the preseason player of the year, Austin Crowley. Yeah, so they are. They're going to be the hunted. And, you know, obviously they're a team that was great last year, brought the majority of those guys back and added to that roster. But, but as an athlete, don't you want to be the hunted? Oh, absolutely. You, you want the target on your back. You want, to, you want people staring at you. And, I mean, and that's what I feel like, especially at Southern Miss football, I feel like we get people's best all the time. You know, and I think that's the way it's going to be this year in basketball as well. You got it, didn't you? Your oh, teams? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. teams were a little extra motivated when you guys rolled into town, right? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, there, there are schools that are, you know, equivalent to us now. I mean, the Louisianas and all those type schools that used to be, want to be like Southern Miss. You know, now we're in the conference with those, t- those type uh, well, schools. Well, that one game, if that was Pittsburgh's best – they were pretty sorry. I'll tell you that. That was a great day. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a you know obviously my fondest mo- moment in memory as far as Southern Miss goes. The first three day. quarters in particular. The fourth quarter starts to get a little hazy. It did. It was cold. Was the was the play action post? Was that the best pass you've ever thrown? Um, you know, it's the one that I see most often. You know, out there on social media or or what have you, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like I really like the play action post. That was it was a, a play I was really comfortable with. You know, I kind of think about what I would do in this type of offense now, and shotguns and eyes always down the field. I mean, that that just wasn't who I was. I mean, yeah. turning my back to the defense was and know, remind pa- people who my, your my two deal. wideouts were. Yeah, so I actually had three really good wideouts. The two that people really will will remember is Sherrod Gideon and Todd Pinkston. Can I say the third? We also had go ahead, Luke Kendrick Lee. Well, he was the year before. Kendrick graduated in 96, but right. the, my junior and senior year, the third was uh, Eddie Shaw. Eddie Shaw. From oh, yeah. McGee, Mississippi, Terry the, Hardy brother, the yeah. brother of uh, Harold Shaw. Sure. Well, no. Terry Hardy was the, the tight end. The tight you know, end, big, yeah. Big target. Absolutely. So I, I did, I did want to ask you this. So when, when you ever threw something like that, we see it nowadays. I think I know the answer to this question. You never came off the field and got up in, you know, Marchant's face or, you know, uh, Ty's face or – tj's face or said all right let's go i did it I, you you never did that right no no that but wasn't me that wasn't marshan ever come get in your face like we need touchdowns let's go you know those defensive guys just have a different mentality marshan <laughs> still gets in my face and says let's go so he still blames you for yeah absolutely those games absolutely he openly blames you right? yeah, i agree i so hope the, he's listening so i, I want to ask you about sherrod gideon kid out of greenwood i was in my wife and i were in memphis the day he got injured Right, you, I'm sure you remember that. Mm-hmm. That he he could have been a great NFL wide receiver had it not been for that injury. Is that fair to say? Oh, so fair to say. I mean, his junior and senior, actually his sophomore and junior year, because he was a year behind me, were just phenomenal. I mean, we just had that chemistry. I'm not sure if you guys know what his uh, nickname was in college. His nickname was Quick Six because he wanted to score quickly, and he did. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, if if teams would go to a single high safety, we were going to throw a glance route automatically to Sherrod. He was going to catch a, you know, it's kind of a 
in between a slant and a post, kind of a ball thrown on a line. And, uh, man, he would catch it and split the safety in the cornerback just Fine, so good. And double him if you want. Yeah, and then you got one on one with Pink. Then you, then you have Pink on the other side, do or, Eddie, you or do. Eddie Shaw, or another do guy. You want to do. Another guy you, on our team that you know they used to call him almost six. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a lot of, a lot of different guys on our team. So. Do you remember? Do you remember some of the Keck play calls? Like, could you rattle off the the cadence right now for us? Man, I'd really have to think about it. Many years have passed, Luke, so I'm not I'm not not really sure if I could. <laughs> I listen I listened to Drew Brees give one the other day and I was like, not all play calls are supposed to be that long. No. You know, we wore a wristband. We we had two hundred and twelve plays on our wristband and everything was, was written out. Obviously it was in shorthand, so they would just signal in a number to us and I would read it right off the band. So a minute left, uh, and we welcome to say the whole show. You played at such a high level. And I've often wondered this about guys like you. Are there, are, are there still nights that you may be in your recliner and everybody's gone to bed and you close your eyes and, and you think back? Or, or is it like you said, it was the past part of my life? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, obviously it's the past because I know it's never going to happen. But, you know, I do, I, I do reminisce. I mean, so many great memories happened at Southern Miss. You know, obviously I got married when I was in school there, met some, you know, my, my best and closest friends, guys that we just uh, we, we keep up with. And, again, just the, the, the two conference championships, just so many great things happened while I was at Southern Miss. So, yeah, I do. I often think about it. And uh, but I but I do know I can't go back. I mean, it's in the past, indeed. But after all those years, none of those wide receivers could probably run a skinny post anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I bet they could. Pink, pink could. Yeah, yeah. Pink, pink probably could. Yeah, with yeah. those long legs he's got. Yeah, Sammy Winder probably not so much running any pass. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, you've seen him call we the cops. Reggie's yeah. grandkid would say, "Hey, you're that ain't slow. you. That's, that's that guy's fast." Yeah, you too slow, Papa. That ain't you. <laughs> Uh, we got Lee Roberts in the studio with us. Glad to have him. And uh, we're going to wrap up the show right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. It's beautiful outside today. It's always beautiful at DBAT and D1. Batting cages, working workout equipment, and a 70-yard indoor running facility. DBAT D1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander. And Lee Roberts joining us from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, last thing I'll say, guys, um, I had a, a listener text a minute ago and said, don't call them South Al. Don't call them South Alabama. Today you can call them the University of South Alabama. That's how bad it is up here with me. But anyway, um, I, I, I did want to bring this up. We, we talked about it uh, off air, but Kane Womack, who was on with us, 
Monday, it seemed like the Jags had extra um, incentive to play well. Apparently, coming out multiple agencies today, he referenced it in the presser. Southern Miss had put up two uh, advertisements on billboards. One was crossing out Port City and writing Hub on it. Another one uh, supposedly said uh, experience a major uh, university experience with a cost comparable to your hometown. Apparently, South Alabama guys took that to heart, and uh, Kane. Bob, I think you uh, you had read that as well. He said that's yeah. great in a board meeting, but it gets your tail kicked on the playground. Actually, and so, I, yeah, he, he used a little better description of that. But, yeah, and look, we had him on the show here Monday for there ain't a nicer guy on the planet than Kane Womack, and he loves Southern Miss. He made that real clear. But, but whoever made that decision, whoever made that kind of decision to go in another city like that and put that up and cross out the name of that, you need to reevaluate your marketing. That's not very smart. But, but one to, was but, super generic. The other one was targeted at a conference rival. <laughs> but yeah. to be fair, do we know that it was the university? Yeah, that we did know it was the university. Yeah. It, yeah. it could it could be an alumni. It could be an alumnus. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think. So. Yeah, I, 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 have, I don't, I don't I know no, for sure, but I don't, there was. I don't think so that happened the, without the university. The other one is the one that says a major university experience at a cost comparable to your local university. It has usm.edu front slash admissions at the bottom of it. Okay. All right. I don't know. Fair don't enough. Know. I just Michael I, just saw something that someone said it was the other one has the alumni. official athletic logo on it. So yes, probably know. yes. To Whoever put it up, don't do it again. You know, talk to the girl that did the. Bud Light stuff. I mean, you got to be smart about your marketing, and you you offend the wrong people, and marketing becomes a negative. There's no reason to offend anyone in Mobile or at the University of South Alabama. There's the no last, reason to offend them. The last thing you want is bulletin board material, and that's exactly what that is. I mean, obviously, you know whether Kane saw that or somebody brought that to his attention. That was something he took to his team and said, "Hey, this is a a, a team that's coming into our house this week, and this is stuff that's going on in our city." And, uh, you know, if that was the motivating factor, I'm not sure. But you just, yeah, that's, that's a tough deal. All right. You led this team, and uh, you won championships uh, for our Golden Eagles. Uh, so what does the football staff and team have to do after last night? What's next? You know, obviously, it's 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 really just kind of reevaluate things, I think. I mean, they did that after about five games. They shuffled the offensive line just a little bit. They, they wanted to make sure they put the best five on the field and – I think now, I mean, now, now you've got to deal at, at quarterback. Is is Billy Wiles your quarterback, or is because of Holman Edwards entering the game sa- uh, last night? Is he the quarterback? Do so you think you have to go evaluate the tape again? Billy didn't have; he only had five attempts on the evening, um, but Holman did. He came in and you know had had more attempts. Were we successful? No. So I think you you really have to kind of think about that for sure as but, well. But one of the things I want to ask you as a former player, you hear coaches talk about buying in. The players have all bought in. Is there a point, even at this level, Lee, where some players stop picking up what's being laid down or vice versa? You know, these guys are getting, you know, full-paid scholarships. You know, some of these guys get NIL money. Let, let's hope that's not the case. You know, I they would, are human beings, though. I, I, I do agree. I do agree. Unless unless somebody is in their ear um, convincing them otherwise, I'm just going to say let's let's hope that's not the case. I'd hate to think that an 18- to 23-year-old kid is just, just going to stop playing, 
you know, because they're not playing well or they don't not able to buy in. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other direction and say let's and, hope that's not the case. And that's why I, that's why I specifically mentioned Swayze Bozeman um, from from last night. And you you've got to you've got to have guys like that that no matter what the score is, you're getting the same thing. You know, every every single down. I I am being told by some listeners that the cross out Port City Hub City Bob was actually for the bowl game, but I believe the other one was recent. So there you go. Well, how did it how did it reappear? Yeah, I'm not sure. I I knew there was one there for the bowl game, but what I was told that that was red that it appeared in the last couple of weeks. So okay. let, let's hope that's not the case. Take as well. it down before we play them in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and if I and if memory serves, they beat us twice in yeah, basketball. So take the damn sign at, down at their place and basketball. at our place. So the the South Al curse but continues. Lee, there's a whole lot to be excited for for this basketball team, and no yeah, question. we need them to be. No question. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to basketball season. Obviously, there are there is still five football games to go, and you know, I'll make sure I finish finish that out. But you know, they I'll I'll be involved in what they call crossover season as well. So there'll be some some hey, basketball games coming up in the the middle of football season regardless, too. Regardless, the weather in Boone next weekend is going to be beautiful. I'll be there. I'm looking Enjoy forward that. to it. It'll it'll be great. Looking yeah. forward to it. Hey, man, thank you for coming by. We really appreciate everything you do. Hey, love you guys. You guys are, are great friends of mine, and uh, anytime I'm around, I love the opportunity just to step in, sit beside you, and uh, enjoy the show as you well. You have a standing invitation. Appreciate that. And thanks for not punching Kelly out earlier. Today. Absolutely. And, Kelly's my boy. And this, you guys, was not an easy conversation to have today. No, no, it wasn't. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Coach Will Hall joins the Eagle Hour. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.